Alright, my love, you have to Who stop. Who gave Jake a pencil? Ah, you no, did. You pulled it out of his ass. Um, Jake, though, you that's gonna definitely get picked up by the mic, so you gotta stop when we're recording. Eat shit. Can I see for a second? No. Please? No. Please? Don't no. break it. Yes, hide was, it over there. I was gonna break it. Don't break it. It's an actual pencil. It's, <laughs> oh, it's an actual pencil. Don't hurt its feelings. Don't Look, it's very. It, it has no major monetary value, but to students of archaeology... by a Star Trek podcast. Um, me first. My name is Caitlin and with me tonight are Jake, Chris, and Ames. <laughs> okay. We are here tonight. Gonna blow your mind with this one. We're gonna be talking about two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. What? I know. It's, it's, a, it's a real... Uh, I'm not prepared. You say blowing minds, but we are running out of them. What? Minds? Uh, episodes of TNG. And I lost minds. my mind ages ago, to be fair. Uh, that's true. We're almost done. And who boy, when we have weeks like this, I'm glad. <laughs> and today we're going to be discussing Firstborn and Bloodlines. In Firstborn, I don't really know, like... Okay, I do know. Do you? Yes. Oh, I don't. In Firstborn, Worf is afraid that Alexander is not into... Klingon culture enough because he like doesn't want to do the ascension or whatever. So he's like, let's go to a Klingon Ren Fair so you can see what it's all about. And while they're at the Klingon Ren Fair, not only does Worf like do some of the most like ultimate fucking audience participation improv show shit, he and Alexander are like attacked by a couple of heavies and they manage to fight or Worf manages to fight them off. But they're with with, with with his new friend. Well, well, no, not exactly. Oh. He fights them off, but then the new friend kind of shows up to stop the one dude from stabbing him in the back and scares them off. Ah. It's kind of like, he didn't actually like, yeah, it's actually kind of, all right, anyway. So the dude's like, oh, Worf, you fought him off. You sure are tough, whatever. Oh, your son's a little bitch. Let me help you teach him how to be awesome. So that dude's name, is he Kimtar? Yes. Sound too much like Reptar. I don't like it. You can call him Reptar. All right, so Reptar. Reptar is a friend. He says that he's been he's been sent by uh, Worf's brother. No, not the Russian archaeologist, but in fact the Klingon. <laughs> and uh, he is. I don't remember the word for it, and I don't know if you wrote it down. Gintak. Thank you. He's Gintak. I'm sorry. Which I was just to be coughing. Gintok of House Moog, which means that he is a friend that is such a close friend that he is considered family. And I actually kind of love that the Klingons have like a word for that. Anyway, so yeah, he's like, let me help you teach little Alexander how to be a a badass. And they kind of try. There's a little holodeck, little holodeck uh, showdown where Alex is, Alexander's like, well, why do I gotta, why do I gotta kill a guy? Why can't I just do my thing? Basically disappointing everyone, as he as he usually does. Though for mm-hmm. once, he kind of has a good point, in my opinion. Anyway, they try and try to get him into being a big, bad Klingon boy, and he doesn't want to do it. So there's a, a, a scene where Kimtar comes to, to Worf, and Worf like, basically almost kills him. And he's like, no, don't. I am your son. And Worf's like, the fuck? Well, because um, Kimtar was going to shoot Alexander. 
Well, we all wanted to, haven't we? Why mm-hmm. did he stop him? <sighs> but yeah, he's like, no, that's me. And uh, Worf's like, oh yeah, right. If you're really Alexander, then like, tell me what happened when uh, your mom died and Kimtar, knee Alexander... Tells the the sad the sad sad tale of that's the one time I saw you cry, Dad. Oh, it was uh actually it was kind of a nice moment. But basically, Alexander came from the future to teach his younger self to be less of a little bitch because one time Worf was totes killed by some dudes <laughs> in the middle of like the Klingon High Council or some shit, and Alexander just stood there with his finger up his nose. So he wanted to <laughs> alter. changed. <laughs> yeah, so he wanted to go and alter history. He's like, instead of being a warrior, I was just a diplomat. What a lame job. And Worf's like, no, that's also a valuable job, son. And then he's like, oh, wait, there are other valuable jobs aside from warrior. Doi! And then, you know, he was like, Alexander, it's cool. You can be a wimp if you, you can, want. You can let me die in the future. <laughs> It'd be better than spending more time with you as my son. Like, he was like, plus, you know, now I know, so maybe I won't die. The more you know. I mean, you've really just run roughshod over temporal mechanics. Yeah, yeah so this was this was another episode where literally all the plot happens in the last five minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they spent like half the episode chasing the... The Dura sisters. sisters. Oh, to, yeah, like, I completely forgot about that. It's, like, it's like a C plot that doesn't go too it's far. It's like an E plot. It's just how we know where the dagger came from. It was yeah. like a D cup plot. It's, it's so that Worf knows to go confront Kimtar about the dagger, only for him to not bring up the dagger ever again. Well, it was also an excusiate quirk on the show. I yeah. like that. The DS9. Well, as soon as like Riker was like, no, on DS9, Deep Space Nine, and he said it like in such a way that I was like, nice emphasis there, buddy. Mm. I did like, I like, I always like seeing Quark. Quark is super fun. There were two other guys in the chain of events of how to find the Duras sisters, and they were both just other types of Quarks, because they yeah. were all just comic relief characters yeah. that had the same kind of skeevy personality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, are, is that what they're doing here? They're, they're mining? Oh, I guess that explains all the equipment, or <laughs> whatever. Like, It's like, wow, you covered you covered this element with Quark. Why do we need all these other ones? Was there that little plot? You couldn't have had the... Ale- I had Jake pause the show when we learned that Kimtar is Alexander, and it's literally like five minutes left in the show, right? Yeah. You couldn't have done that earlier and then added more after to fucking make it a fucking episode! Fucking goddamn it, I'm done! Yeah, I'm really... I'm really- not sure what they were going for in this show because they did spend a ton of time. It was almost an interesting episode Dora without it. Was it subplot? I mean, trying to trade Alexander is probably the best thing to do with him. Yeah. Now, also, here's something, right? So, the Dora sisters say, "This is the symbol of our house." You see, here's our dad, who we've never known. Mm-hmm. Here's us, our you know, me and my sister. Yep, yep. And here's Lursa's son. Right, but why isn't Duras represented on there. Is it because he's dead? But the father's dead too. Well, I was, yeah, I'm so. And why isn't Duras's son on there? Duras has a son too that's alive. Yeah, wouldn't Duras's son be on his father's knife, not his mother's knife? Is it it patrilineal or is it just whoever the fuck you want to put? Actually, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say probably. So Duras's son was captured. By the Klingons. At the end of the Civil War. At the end War, of the Civil yeah. War. So he's probably actually dead. He was probably put to death. More more than likely. I don't see Gowron suffering him to live. No. 
go so, so crazy I can, eyes. So I can imagine that uh, that the Dura sisters just assume leadership of the house. Yeah. But why is it still called the House of Doros? Doros is dead. I mean... And they're the leaders. Why is it the House of Bator or something? Yeah, I don't know. Lursa. Yeah. Weren't, like, women... Fucking Gowron says that shit, but that's dumb. He's yeah. in charge, so maybe that's the way it is. I, uh, mean... I was saying when I saw this one, I thought of that there's an old family guy gag where it's like, that's right, it's a Meg episode. Feel free to change a channel or whatever. And I was like, that's right, it's an Alexander episode. And it, it, it teases you. It's like, oh, maybe it's not going to focus on him as much. Maybe it's going to focus on his mystery. No, that's the main plot. Well, and the mystery guy is also Alexander. Right? Yes. I think but he does dueling suck. Alexander. I think this is the best performance we've gotten out of that child actor. Oh, absolutely. I suppose, yeah, that, that much is yeah, true. Yeah, I'll take that. But I still just do not care about him. Yeah. Like... Oh, I, sh- I showed this to, to Jake earlier because Michael Dorn has a quote that he wrote that he took about uh, this episode. The quote is... We don't really know what happens now. Just that the future is uncertain. It's just like real life, but Worf is still a terrible father. <laughs> he hasn't got a clue. <laughs> and I love it. It's so perfect. I like that even Michael Dorn knows that Worf is a bad father. Oh, I love is. Michael Dorn. He's so great. This is the, I love the two. It's like, you know, Caitlin, you were saying this. You think Worf would be thrilled to have a chance to pawn his kid off on some Klingon Academy, but all of a sudden he's like, no, he has to... Stay on the Enterprise with me, because I care all of a sudden. So, how is it possible that a Klingon Ren Faire is actually lamer than, than, a, a, hu- than a human? Oh, I, I, I Like, I, the fact that they were f- doing, like, the mock fighting is yeah. stupid. Like, why weren't they just, like, using blunted swords or something? Like, I found an anecdote on the internet about the mock fight, and that was that in the original, they just had them grunting the whatever the lines were supposed to be just you know grunt and swing the bat with and grunt and do this thing and grunt and whatever else and then they realized no we want it to be more ceremonial so we're going to go back and add it and like specifically write lines in this in verse in klingon verse and sing them but we're gonna have to add them in post (laughs) is it the original is the uh, is it the original shakespeare yes well, I'll give him credit on the editing because I did not realize no, that I, was slapped I, in later. I, so for, well done. I forgot that that was a thing because I took the note before watching the episode and didn't even notice. So. The note I made during that scene was, "Oh, I hate musical episodes of non-musical shows." There was a there was one moment when the Dura sisters are there on the ship in the conference room, mm. and there's a and they have a little uh, shout between Worf and and one of them. And Worf, and Worf shouts out what sounds like Gitar Stovakor! Yeah, I heard someone Stovakor. Which too. sounds to me which sounds to me like die and go to hell. Yeah. Which is, is like I thought Stovakor G- was heaven. Well, Stovakor is the afterlife. Oh, okay. And Gital is to the death. So hmm. Gital Stovakor I yeah. would take to roughly translate to die and go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you uh you were such a well, we know what Sovacor is, and we know what Gital is, because that was the, the thing that he did with Seto. Uh, yeah. Was and Alexander fucking up the, the ceremonial swing the bat with the round fake fight thing? I don't know. Because the other, like, all the other people who were taking part in this mock battle were not actually touching batlets to each other. Which is lame as fuck. Well, it's part, it's, you know, it's pageantry. It's basically just them acting. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's almost like, I don't know. 
Listen, I'm here to shit on Alexander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but again, like it's it. like a kid thing, yes. right? You know, like if you're if you were a kid or if you've ever seen a kid at Disney World, they'll let the kid kill Darth Vader or sure. you know. So it's like one of those things. Like, oh, there's a kid. We'll let him fight and you know pretend that he hurts the the bad. Yeah, because he's like, oh, you've wounded me. Yeah, but they still needed to uh, finish the job. See, when the guy says, oh, you've wounded me, I thought that was, like, he actually, like, caught him. And you're like, you're not supposed to do that in these fights. We're supposed to not actually touch. I'm an actor, you fuck. I'm not even a real Klingon. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's me, Michael Dorn. <laughs> TV's <Well>. Michael Dorn. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I was intrigued by the Klingon Ren Fair. I wish we'd seen, like, more of it. I know, probably mm. for budget reasons. For, like, two seconds... Jordy was there watching. Yeah. And then we don't see him again. No. no. Well, like he, he's walked off. He's banging Lursa somewhere. He paid that guy to look at the dead guy's head. Yeah, he did. I just saw you. It's like, whoa, what are they saying? It's like, did all you assholes leave your universal translators at home today? Too. I'm wondering if maybe it's some sort of like something that's. I don't know, not programmed into the... It, it can barely understand Klingon as it is when they're singing. It's like the translator's <laughs> just like, I'm done. Or, Good or maybe, fucking Maybe one. it's like an ancient well, dialect. It, like, you know, maybe it's Latin. Mm, the Latin version It's like version the of old Klingon. English version or something. Yeah. Well, like, also, maybe you're not permitted to bring universal translators. Maybe it's a sacred rite thing and you're not supposed to do that shit there. It's really just so... They could explain to the audience why we were hearing Klingon. I mean, that's fine. But I, in my own headcanon, I would think that, like, if this is some kind of sacred ceremony thing that they do every year and everybody knows the fucking words. Yeah, we haven't seen subtitles at all in TNG, have we? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, we meet uh, Kim Kim Tal. What's the name? Kim Tal. Reptar. Kim Tal. Reptar, yeah. So, he's a pair, I mean, he's obviously Alexander, but he's... His explanation for what he is is like, so he's like a manservant kind of deal, or he's like I a kinda, sworn. I was thinking almost like a consigliere. Okay, so he has some connection to the House of Moog. Yeah, he's their numbers he, runner. He, he works for Kern. Mm-hmm. Would be the idea, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And realistically, I probably, like, I, I assume he's never actually met Kern. Well, no, but there presumably is somebody an equivalent, like. Yeah. Kim Tar that he does exist. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, doesn't doesn't Worf? How does Worf recognize him by like his a ring? Okay, he's, like yeah, some he's kind of the piece ring of, of Moog. And he knows the name. Well, he knows the title, I think. Ah, sure. Well, you said when you say how did he recognize him, you mean because Worf says like I feel like I've seen you somewhere before. Well, no. When he holds up the ring, he's like, "Oh, you're my slave." Yikes, this took a turn. Yeah, no, like, I, I think it's more of a... Advisor. There's some weird, thing. like, feudal shit. Yeah. There. Like, there definitely is, like, a indentured servitude implication. Wait, really? I, I didn't think that I think it's all. higher than like, servant. Boy. I think it's... Like I said, I, I mean, I, I do think it's more of a, an almost consigliere role. Mm. I don't know what that means. I don't know like, what Like, in the mafia, is. there's, like, a guy that's... Not in the family, but he like advises the the leaders. Oh, and, a weasel! And helps out. In no, well, things. like like in in the Godfather, it's Tom Hagen who's also like their lawyer. I've not seen the Godfather. Me either. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's, what it's is a, it in the episode of Always Sunny? <laughs> I have only seen a couple episodes, and I don't know. Okay. Um, who is I don't it think in the there Boondock is one Saints? In there. No, that movie's boring. 
garbage. <gasps> uh, you shut your whore we have mouth. We had this discussion. Uh, well, he continues to be wrong. Maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another example of something like that, but I can't. He's uh, Roderick he's, Castle from Game of Thrones. I, I was gonna say he's the Deanna Troy of the House of Moe. <laughs> <laughs> actually, kind of like a Maester, actually from Game of Thrones would be probably a more apt analogy. But also, but also fights. Yeah, but also fights. Well, because that's when you're a Klingon. All jobs are, but also fights. Mm. I don't remember how Meisters were. I thought Meisters were just like clergymen who came and stayed at your house for free like a bunch of assholes. No, they're like teachers and advisors. They're not religious. They're the people who studied the ancient texts. Oh, I, why do I th- why do I think they were religious? The whole time that I was watching or reading Game of Thrones, I assumed there was a religious aspect there. Not to the Meisters. Hmm? Not to the Meisters. Well, I thought there they're, was. They're septons that are Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Religious. I don't know. Those are in the nose, right? (laughs) I pierced mine. I know. God, this episode was boring. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I'm going through my notes and most of them are not. So we do get to see Lursa and Bitor again. We've seen them previously during the Civil War. (laughs) They got their titties out. Yeah, they still look good. Now, is there actually, like, I assume there actually was. Titties under there? Yeah. At this point, a DS9 episode, they actually appeared yeah, so in. Yeah, the ref, the, it is ref. So there's an episode of DS9 where they are there and they are stealing. They, okay. Basically, the plot that Riker references did happen. Is an as a reference to an actual. I mean, I kind of figured DS9. it was a real episode, but I also realized there's like a five percent yeah. chance it was a phantom plot. Yeah. So, so yeah, they do show up in that episode, but yeah, oh they're not like the you know they're not the most compelling villains. And in fact, in this case, they weren't even really villains. They were just basically like there doing, doing some work. They were just getting. I mean, it was illegal, paid. but it was hardly you know on the scale of starting a civil war. Yeah, it was pinching some raw materials from what guys who would never notice. Why they would consent to beam over to the Enterprise after Riker's like, yeah, we think you tried to kill Worf. That's a good point. If they, and if we they come know, over here, we'll tell you about. If it. they know they're innocent, they just be like, uh, all right, peace out. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, Maybe they, they were hoping for a good fight. That's true. They're always looking for a good yeah, fight. Yeah, but they could have had a much better fight from their ship than, you know, coming on the Enterprise where they... No way. We've seen Wrath of Khan. It's boring that way. You gotta... <laughs> you never get the good fight music for the ship stuff. You gotta get yeah, in there. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get the blood on your hands. Mm. <laughs> on your tits. So yeah, that's, why they, plot... that's why they actually have those, like, mm. peepholes in their dresses so they can have blood smeared on their breasts. So their whole plot really didn't go anywhere. Nope. Wait, talk talk about a gender reveal party though. <laughs> look at look at the dagger. Oh, it's a boy. <laughs> I wanted to be surprised. Oh, oh! I just realized something about that child. Is Interesting. Something we learn later. Sorta. All right, tell us later. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Oh man. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'll bring it up later. Great, good for you. I want to jump to the end. Uh, Please. Please So, Alexander is from the future. Mm -hmm. Not even going to start with that, though. He's here because, oh no, Worf got killed in what sounds like, you know, an honorable way. Mm -hmm. Because that's what Klingons do. Yeah. Alexander's all pissed off and wants to to go back in time and stop that. Mm-hmm. And instead of going back in time to stop Worf getting killed, he decides to go back in time and train himself as a warrior, which will probably entirely change the future anyway, and Worf probably won't even be in that circumstance anymore to begin with. 
Alexander is a moron. I was gonna say he's clearly not gotten any brighter. The years have not been good to him. Yeah. They don't even bother telling you anything about the time travel. Nope. But time crystals. He's yeah. like, sure, I, mean, I made it work. Klingons do have time crystals. That is a thing. And now, what happened to him? Does yeah, he just I live there now? That's what I don't get. Yeah, is he just you like is he the their future. new pet? How did he go back to the future? Slingshot it around the sun in a bird of prey. Got into a train and made it go 88 miles per hour. Maybe he's going to go hang with Kern and actually do the job he was pretending to do all along. He's got the ring. I mean... Or like, you know, he has actually successfully altered the future, so he just burst into a cloud of atoms. But has he changed the future? We don't know! God fucking hell! The fuse! Actually, actually, it turns... Here's what happens. Okay. I know what happens, right? So it turns out that... The whole thing was bullshit. That there was no... That Worf isn't killed in the future. And that he was just given that information as a way to test his loyalty to the Duras family to see if he was actually trustworthy or if he would try to defect to the House of Moog. And he's failed the test, so he's going to commit suicide himself with a little uh, Necco wafer that he's stashed in his pants. Who? What? Kimtar? Kimtar. So Kimtar isn't actually Alexander from the future. He's actually Admiral Jerrock. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke about the actor who played Kimtar is the same actor that played Admiral Jerrock. Oh, that's right. I looked that up and I forgot. Yeah. He's also literally the same actor who plays Maura Pole, who we would have met like two weeks ago on DS9. <laughs> and the, the snap on TNG were like, no, let's not get him again. We literally just saw him on DS9, and that's weird. And I forget who directed this, but they said no. We want to. See, we want to, to, to make, it, make it the good actor who we like, who will be good in this fucking role. Fuck DS9. Yeah, I think it's fair. But yeah, it definitely he is a good actor. Oh yeah, he was I'm great. I'm glad that they use him uh, a few more times, or at least one more time. I guess I don't know. He's also in Voyager. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What else? what else have I got? Boop, boop, boop. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The original premise didn't have an Alexander at all, but was going to be a Romulan ship from a peaceful future that turned out to be a hoax and had a fake Riker on it. Hmm. So I do like that version better. It doesn't have Alexander. Oh, man. They should have brought... This would be a good Tom Riker, a way to bring back Tom Riker. Everything's a good way to bring Who's back that, Tom Who's that? Datums? Riker. No, no, that's oh, Riker's brother. transporter clone. Oh, dude, yes, they should have. Oh, my God. Kyle's his dad. And they also they wanted to reprise the Kalar role as the rescuer at the end. What? Susie Plaxon was busy. From the past? Yeah, I don't know how it, how it would have worked, and I think they decided it was going to be too complicated to figure out, considering how much complicated bullshit is in this episode to begin with. Hmm. I could see, I could see them doing like a mirror universe thing, maybe. But they never uh, do Mirror Universe on TNG. Thank God. Get ready for TS9. <laughs> <laughs> so much Mirror Universe. So, oh God damn it. And it's all, it's all silly. It's so silly. Oh, Ames is going to be really ha- unhappy for seven seasons of a television show, isn't she? There's a lot of good DS9. I think the Mirror Universe yeah, device is it's just, it's just a fan unnecessary. It's a fan service. It's fan service Especially oh, considering... Are we talking about Trials and tribu- Tribulations? Because I've seen that one. No, no that's, that's time, not tra- time travel. No, we're talking oh, about like know. the Mirror Mirror Universe. No, I know. I guess I... I don't know. I was Spock's kidding. beard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Spock, where's your beard? <laughs> the women! Spock's beard. You know... 
his uh, wife. To Pring, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. So I'll grant that this episode was boring, but not as boring as Bloodlines. Bloodlines. I got Bloodlines. Tell us about Bloodlines, Caitlin. So in Bloodlines, the second part of our Father's Day special, John Luke Pickard. Gene Luke Pickard? God. God damn it, Q. Bloodlines opens and uh, we are hailed by some asshole Ferengi who's like, Hey, Pickard, you killed my kid. Now I'm going to kill your kid, bitch. It's Diamond Buck. Buck, yes. Before, although it was a different actor. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. It was a different Ferengi actor because they only have so many different Ferengi actors, too. They don't have to make those heads over and over again. Those are expensive. Or else you find, you know, there's a there's a limited supply of actors between four foot six and five foot one, so Go on, Caitlin. But yeah, it's uh it's Daimon Bach and he's threatening Jean Luc's uh kid. And Jean Luc is like, uh what kid? Wesley? Yeah, I know, I thought that too. Take him! (laughs) Oh god, I forgot to mention, I was so mad when they didn't have him being like, Wesley, I'm your father, and Wesley's send-off last week. Ah. Oh well. Good luck finding him, he's up bopping through space with a creep. Yeah, so it turns out, well, it doesn't turn out, but uh, we're led to believe that Jean-Luc may have knocked a girl up that he was having fun with for like literally two weeks. And uh, so he's like, well, shit, I guess we got to go save this kid, see if he's my son and, you know, save him from imminent danger. They go find the kid. They do uh, do a Mari Povich-style DNA test. And uh, you are the father. father. And then the rest of the episode is basically like Jean-Luc Picard trying to be like a daddy to this fucking kid who hates him. And For no real reason, also. He's a dick. Yeah, but he's just like a little petulant shitbag, this kid. Well, the thing is, he's supposed to be like 24. The actor seriously looked 40. He was 36. I looked it up. Was he really? <laughs> yep. Oh, my lord. Yep. Yeah, he's good choice, guys. Pretty rough looking for 24. How um, hard is it to get actors that are roughly the rough, the right age? I don't know. Apparently, it's really fucking hard. He's probably somebody's nephew or Son? grandfather. I didn't, I didn't look into him. Yeah, no, I looked it up because I was like, there is no way this motherfucker's 23. And yeah, no, he was 36 at the time. He was 105. So yeah, we spend our time basically, you know, bopping between Jean-Luc and Son, trying to hang out, and fucking Daimon Bach, like, creepily appearing to Jean-Luc in, like, his, his quarters and, like, in random places. Ultimately, Daimon Bach does get his hands on the kid, and Jake... God damn it. And- ah! <laughs> I was wrong, listeners. The placemat saga continues. It will always continue. As long as there are placemats in the world, you know, it'll you continue. Could, you could throw it away. You know, that would... That would but then we won't have enough placemats for the table. We could throw them all away then. It's fine. Yeah, some new ones that fucking Jake can't dismantle. Get some new ones made of fucking adamantium. He'll always find a way. Some some, uh, unobtainium. So, but, what a twist. He's not really Jean-Luc Picard's kid. Diamond Bach, like, I don't know, jizzed in their fucking Petri dish. did this happen? Again, it's this show's lack of understanding of what DNA is. Yeah, no, like, they really Ah! just, they just kind of fudged the results. And when did uh, Daemon Bach kidnap and change the DNA of a boy? Excellent fucking question. 
But you know what's also excellent? We're not going to get the answer to that question. There's so no answer. Don't worry about it. There's only three episodes left of the series. So, and the question is, is it going to get worse than this or better? So, so, so. Ernie Bach Jr. What? Is all like, Diamond Bach. Oh, okay. What's the point? Like, um, ha I'm going to make Picard think I killed his son that wasn't real and I'll know that and... Vengeance, you know I guess? You know what's hilarious? What? The idea for this episode came from the writers. They were talking with, with Picard. They were talking with Patrick Stewart. I think Brent Spiner was around somewhere during Masks. And they're like, we've only got a couple episodes left. We don't have a plan for any of them. What t- what plot lines do you think haven't been haven't been uh, completed that we could go and finish up for for the end of the series. And Sean Luke's like, you haven't made it explicit enough that I used to rail my way through lots and lots of pussy, so how about if I have an illegitimate son running around out there? Yeah, you know, so yeah, so so Patrick Stewart says, well, how about that Damon Bach character? We never got back to him. And they hand the script off to... <laughs> and they said who? <laughs> yeah, and they hand the script off to, pronounce it wrong again, god fucking damn it, to Nick Sagan. Um, oh. Because they can't give this guy a good goddamn script to write. No. Um, Sorry, and Carl. Nick. Nick. <laughs> and Nick Sagan wrote this. Apparently he drew some inspiration from the fact that he and his father, Carl, were estranged at the time. Oh. Wow. Good one, bud. Yeah. Great. But like, nice. but for, for <laughs> Bach, what satisfaction is there? Like... He just has a it's a revenge thing. He's basically Khan for no goddamn Yeah, yeah but just kill Picard. Like what the fuck? Yeah, why like, does it always be this fucking diabolical Doctor Evil shit? Like you know? I invented a magic teleporter that can beam through shields. I could literally show up in his room, go wake up, motherfuckers, so that I am the last thing he sees. But instead, I'm gonna come up with this Rube Goldberg nonsense. Never gonna hear about this transporter. Well, yeah, again, I was gonna say like that really to not. me is like like Ferengi are are all into profit, right? Yeah, except and, this one. Except for this one. This one's into. But revenge. you would think that one of his crew would be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's so a you're telling you're telling cold. me that you invented a transporter that can, out of a DeLorean that can literally transport you know light years away uh, and through shields and through shields and with uh, precision. I think we could make a fortune. Oh, that's true. You know, but when they when he did it the first couple of times, I thought he was just a hologram or something. Yeah, I'm but once we to think, I thought that too. Yeah, I'm starting to think like between this and the the um, the multiphasic shield guy, I'm beginning to think that Ferengi are actually really good scientists. Like amazing. Like they they just don't care about it because it doesn't have as much profit. But as there, they but there would be a, so much profit they could sell this. I mean, first you invent. Imagine the Romulans had this technology; they'd beam it onto Earth and just teabag the president. What you do? You invent (laughs) these this transporter that can beam through normal shields. Invent a shield that it can't beam through, and sell both to everybody. Mm. That's some uh, Tony Stark shit right there. And apparently, it wasn't that complicated because they were able to reverse engineer it on the Enterprise pretty quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. And without testing. They just did it. They're like, yeah. yeah. Picard's like, I volunteer. And they're like, sir, sir, you're the captain. No, no fuck this. Need I remind it's you It's my 36-year-old, 23-year-old boy. <laughs> Who, like, legit wants to have nothing to do with me. And Picard oh, already and he knew, a... he already knew at that point that it wasn't his son. Yeah. So... But, yeah. but he also... could have just let this kid die. It would have been fine. Yeah, we would know. We would he was. Dun, dun, dun. A criminal. 
Mm. And he also had and some like kind of degenerative disease. Well, no, that was that? that was caused by whatever Bach did. Was it to mm-hmm. make his yeah? Yeah, no, DNA oh, look like I thought, was just, I thought it was just. A, I thought it was just a coincidence. No, no, it's it's it it was caused by Bach's hoodly what? Oh. Fucking Bach! What a piece of shit! I feel like having an actor that was actually young maybe would have made his petulance like feel. I'm sort of been annoying, but at least like coming out of an actually young person, you'd be like. Yeah, I was a shithead uh, when I was 23. I don't 23. know, really, because it wasn't any good when fucking Wesley was doing it. Mm. Last week? No. Fair enough. But yeah, it's no, even worse, it though, coming obnoxious. out of a guy who, like... Why? My, no. Now, 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 is now. Is it just me, or does this episode in some ways feel a lot like a rehash of Suddenly Human? I have no idea That's what That's the that one is. with the, with the with Jono, the kid that oh, was raised by aliens, yeah. and then... Well, because just because like Picard tries to father him, just tries mm. to be—he's still not a bad father. No, it's but it's, bad like, it's like why do we have to have another Picard acting like a dad? Yeah, and then and or like and, and then there was also a lot of parallels to David Marcus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, again like the petulant son. I don't want you to be my dad. I never needed you before. Yeah, it's like okay. And uh, how the fuck did Bach like Bach is is a supervillain because mm-hmm. so he did he also invent the thing that allowed that that got Picard to hallucinate the the stargazer no, I he, stuff. I don't think he invented it. I think he just had it because they already explained that there was a, a known thing to Ferengis and that it was banned. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Well, either way, so he pu- he pulled that whole f- stunt. Yeah. Now he's done this one where like. This had to be years in the planning. Like, what kind of fucking research did he do to find, like, hmm, this this broad that Picard was nailing, yeah. you know, twenty five years kid. ago? It's uh, not his, but it could. But it, you know, it's in the right age range to have been his. Maybe Damon Bach is actually the father. Like, I would have bought Oy. it. I would have bought it. Like, because I I don't know if I'd seen this one before actually. So I was kind of expecting it to be a. Like a clone type situation. Oh yeah! In the original script, Bach genetically engineered a son for yeah. Picard. Like he was like like he, he wasn't a real, like he was biologically Picard's, but yeah, it was like a fake out. This show is fucking wild. Where do they come up with this shit? But the thing is, they come up with the lamer yeah. version of the shit. Oh god! How about that incredibly lengthy Picard scaling a wall sequence? I liked it. That could have been cut by about. A lot. You got a lot of Patrick Stewart butt acting, and yeah. I think it's fine. I wanted more of that uh, cute security guard. Yeah, she's. Well, she was totally into it, dude. You should have gone for her. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't care that wasn't wasn't what's his, what's his god name uh, Jason Vigo wasn't he hitting on Troy? At yeah. Some oh yeah. yeah. That was kind of. She was. Uh, very I feel obvious. better already. Like, I sense a fuckboy that you're a sleaze man. Yeah. But he was rude to the security guard. Which... That's the thing. He's like, "What? No, I meant your first name." And she's like, "Oh, it's Andrea." And he's like, "Yeah, fuck off." What? He's like, "Dude, she was totally like into you, you shithead." Yeah, loser. Some men are assholes. Like, there's what? There was what? What did they say? There was like eight humans on that planet. So, yeah. You know. Well, on that section of the planet specifically. Yeah. I don't think he gets out much. Well, we don't not. know what the what the what the alien species are, do we? They're almost certainly compatible. Also, like, they wanted to sell that he was like. A crook, like a criminal. Well, he didn't do. He he did what? Like occasionally trespass to go spill. Yeah. He stole some crap. Like, it would make, maybe they could have like. Well, so they, is Jean Luc. He's always stealing people's fucking like, parts. antiquities. How much more so. interesting would it have been if instead of just beaming him out of a rock climbing thing, 
they had to like negotiate with some warden of a jail to like Oh, I like that. To like better. buy his freedom or like trade yeah, something. Yeah, and, the, and then Picard can be can, can be conflicted on whether he wants to help this guy or not. Yeah, and then we and then we're oh, it's God, actually my son established is actually a, a criminal. Like you know, you know the 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 guard could be like some smug prick that's like, well, I would let him go under your custody, but his rap sheet is as long as my arm. <laughs> Uh, you know. You know what I did like, speaking of prison, was just how matter-of-factly the, like, other Ferengi dude was like, oh yeah, he bought his way out. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Like, this is, this is probably how, you know. So Ferengi. Nine out of ten Ferengi sentences end. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, bought his way out. Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, you know. I've mentioned it before, how the, the Ferengi society is slowly built mm. a lot in DS9, and it, like literally, like everything in Frankie's society is is built around profit, buying shit. Like, yeah, hmm. you know, the elevator, you know, has a coin slot and things like that. You know, it's 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 stuff like that. I wonder if they were commenting on any particular society or country when they uh, came up with these guys. No, but I do think that's interesting. So yeah, <laughs> whoa, they do like blown. they were Yankee traders after yeah. all. So they do put in, they do work in some of the the. The DS9 era Ferengi-ness. Yeah. Yeah, they're no longer like, oh, they're so rash. Oh, they, this is brutal they're, even for the Ferengi. They're violent. They have their laser <laughs> whips. Well, even now, I think this is the first TNG mention of the rules of acquisition. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I like that, that, you know, they were debating a, a change, and that was why, like, the... No one could answer the, the leadership phone. couldn't call them back. Which sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, just from this, like, eight seconds of... This was the episode with the eight seconds of cork, right? No, that was the last episode. No, yeah. it was this one. No, no, that was the one where. Oh, it was the last one. This is a different. Jesus, sorry. Different Ferengi everywhere. They look up. Man, there's a lot of Ferengi and a lot of sons this week. Yeah. The Ferengi are all my sons. Um, wow, that's a lot of sons. Well, I, I enjoy. Regardless, I enjoyed that that look at cork because that made me really excited for DS Nine. But mm. I know that was last episode, so mm. sorry. Yeah, little, in his, in his late. in his fabulous jacket. But yeah, this this Ferengi was just there to be like, no, he's not a demon. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would we let you that saw asshole what he be did, a demon? Right? He didn't make profit, so we kicked him out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like you know, if you can just buy yourself a ship and you yeah. can call yourself a demon, and yeah. who's gonna who's gonna stop you? Apparently, no one. Crew when they well, you out. can buy yourself a regular ship and call yourself a captain as long as you have one of those dumb hats. That's true. You need the hat, though. Yeah, the hat is key. Um, Technically, you really just need the hat. You can lie and say you've got a boat. So they take Jason <laughs> back to uh, planet Shitulon. Shitulon! Yeah. And uh, he, what, he's just gonna go back to being a crook? He's gonna try to straighten up and fly right and, and like, Chris Pic- is not Picard bad. Picard specifically gave him that thing that he said was lame. Mm. Yes, you're stuck with the stick <laughs> But see, now, now he understands. Well, Dad, you really suck at gifts. You're not my real father. You're right, I'm not. You know what a great twist would have been? Because, um, you, know, you know, my mother never said who my father was. She just said he was Starfleet. So at the end, Bev is sitting there and she's like, Riker? Uh, cut, to, cut, to, cut to black. No, no. Both be. No, <laughs> better. <laughs> better. Jack? <gasps> I think oh, yeah, I think, I think it would be hard for Riker to have a son who is older than him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, really. How old was Jonathan Frakes at this time? Was Life, he, was uh, he actually younger than away. the actor that was supposed to be the 23-year-old? Well, I will tell you in a minute. 
entertain yourselves while I Google. Cool, cool. I love. I, I want to note. Good job doing nothing, a security team. Because mm. he gets beamed away, and they just stand there like, oh, they're like, he, oh no, he's there being he goes. beamed away. He's leaving. That's yeah, but like, honestly, how sad would you be to see him go if we he's been a total dick that whole time? What's her name? Jillian Taylor, or whatever her name was, from 4, jump on Shatner as he's beaming, and she went with him? Yeah, mm. she had to, couldn't she, have done that. She had to touch Shatner. I mean, he was, like, uh, Freaks was 42 at this oh, point. okay. So he could totally have been the dad. Yep. Well, he, he could have been the dad of a 23-year-old. Mm. You're the yeah. father. But is Riker specific, also 43? I think they're supposed to be the same age. Right? I thought Riker was supposed to be like 30 in, is he? in Farpoint. Maybe. So maybe Frakes is a little older How than the character. How old is Alexander? <laughs> 47. Because they say, this is going back to the last episode just a little bit, but they say, you know, the, here, he was he's, three when his mother died. He was three when his mother died. I think they said now he's 10, but that could be in Klingon years, which might be different. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. have to take the rights of Ascension until he's 13, but they're pressuring him to do it now. Fucking goddamn yeah, bad parenting. No, they definitely, yeah. Well, I think he's there's definitely a Klingon years thing going on. If, with yeah, but if he doesn't start now, he's not going to have time to learn all this shit. It's like a bar mitzvah. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you gotta go to Hebrew school yeah, and you gotta start you know, going now. You're never, Torah, you're gonna fuck up the Torah. Then, uh, yeah. Were you confirmed, Chris? Oh, unfortunately. Oh, I was confirmed. It was dumb. Were you guys also the other one? What? Commun- commu- oh, communion's first. Is yeah, it? yeah. But you, in second you, grade. You can, confirmation is the last one. So. I, I feel like I, I actually dude, I don't know you. Shit, don't you for that? No, yeah, I just no, had to. It's the easiest yeah. fucking test. You just sit there and get droned at by a priest. See, I barely fucking, when because I, I did CCD for a little while. Uh, I did it up to like communion and then I was like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. Good for you. But uh, it's so dumb that they make you do it when you're like twelve or thirteen. No, when you don't they, when you don't really have the capacity to make your own choices. Yeah, but that's why they do yeah, it then. They, so they, they have to fucking brainwash it. you. That's the only way to get people into the fucking church is if you're young enough to believe in fairy tales. I, I mean, remember there was a lot. I just remember like for the communion part anyway. There was a lot of like rote memorization of prayers. Yeah, yeah. Every like kid's favorite thing. Specific prayers, and it's like for communion. Yeah, I remember there. I mean, all you have to all you have to know is how to put a wafer in your mouth. They made us like say prayers. Really? Yeah. There, I remember there. I was really fucking nervous about it. There's a whole thing where like you know all the kids from the communion class had to go to into the church and like say the prayers in front of the priest, and then you had to go and tell the priest your sins. That's not communion. That's but that was that was part of the oh, process. Okay. Yeah, well, they made, they had us do confession beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it was like, it was, yeah. That, uh, and then like a few weeks later was the communion bit. That was all before the communion. And then, yeah. Then there was like a big ceremony with the communion. Yeah, you had to wear a cute little little white frilly dress or a little boy suit. Yeah. Is it safe to assume that rub a dub dub? Thanks for the grub. Did not count as one of the prayers. All no, I know is close. I bought my own VCR with my communion money. Holy oh, shit! Communion money. Yeah. It's the only reason I did it. Because I didn't want to. My parents were like, look, you're the eldest on this side of the family. It'll make your grandmother happy, and hey, there'll be money. And I, I went, know, fine. I remember that there's this church lady that lives behind my parents' house. You know, she's big involved with the church. And she, like, called to guilt me into trying to, like, trying to get me to do confirmation. <laughs> like, my mom was like, hey. Her, but her name is, her first name is Santa. 
Uh, so my mom's What's like, her last name? Cruz? I don't want to name names, but... Her, no, I know. Um, I think but, we can track her down just by that. Yeah. Well, she goes by Sandy, but her, her, That's her, even her actual name is Santa. So my Sandy mom's like, Santa's, Santa's on the phone. I'm like, Ma, I don't believe in Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12. And she's like, no, Santa from next door. I'm like, oh... Hello? <laughs> and she says, Why don't you go to communal confirmation? Your mother told me that you're thinking of not taking the com- the confirmation class. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really, yeah, you know, I'm really not interested in it. <laughs> I've got better things to do with my half I'm not really religious. I've discovered and she's, and she's like, well, the you're girls gonna, exist. It's, it, it, like, she did the whole thing where, like, well, you, you'll you, regret you, it you when you're burning in it, hell. You might not want it now, but later in life, it'll help you. <laughs> How's it gonna help? I got a fourth name that doesn't legally exist. It hasn't changed my <laughs> life at all. Is it true that you can't, w- you can't technically get married yes, in a church? in the Catholic but, but church. But you know how you get around that? You lie to the priest, like right. my father did. <laughs> like, yeah, but keep, I don't know if they keep strong records. They do like, not. Like, are they well, they check? probably take slightly better records now. I was like, no, After I was, they I caught was, one to your dad lying about it. I was yeah, confirmed they in a village in Zimbabwe, and uh, my, uh, they didn't write it down. My father lied to the priest about having been confirmed, and their bastard son was in the front row. Nice. <laughs> I think they didn't mention me either. Who was their bastard son? <laughs> JK, I know. Anyway, um, Star Trek. Anyway, yeah. sorry, sorry, that was, that do was we jumping. have to? Let's talk more about Catholicism. Sorry, Ames. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> That's true. Ego. What else did I have on this? Do, 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 yeah, I had very few notes. I was very bored very quickly. Yeah. Uh... I didn't hate it while I was watching it, but now in retrospect, I kind of hate it. Because there's, not, there's nothing to say. It isn't like it was... Patrick Stewart was good. He was, he was fine. fine. There's... Yeah, I just think this whole, oh, by the way, we resequenced his DNA, and then we're not going to explain any of that. And you're like, wait, 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 this is the important part. What the fuck is going on? Another, this episode, I had another example of, like, Bev is in the middle of a medical procedure. And just walks away. Yeah, but then something happens. <laughs> and she's this like, Yeah. It's like, okay, this should be all the medical emergency. It's like, ah, and print literally lying on the table. Like, I kind of wanted them to, like, linger on that person. They go, so I'll wait here then, <laughs> bitch. You know what else is great is that they did, like they looked up Miranda Vigo, the woman mm-hmm. that Picard put his thing to. Um, <laughs> what isn't that funny? But all right, I'll take that. And they're like, okay, yeah, she moved to whatever planet that Boyo lives on. Oh, Let, let's go there. But didn't you, you probably f- should have found the death certificate? It's probably yeah. logged right there, and you're, you're surprised that she died. And Picard's like, "Oh, oh no, I'm I'm so sorry. Your mother is dead. I banged her, you know." Mm. <laughs> I cannot believe that there is no male birth control in the future. Seriously. Yeah, like that doesn't make sense. To no, me. it doesn't. I mean, we're pretty close like, to having like it ac- now. accidental pregnancy should just not, not exist thing, yeah. by the 24th century. But he didn't impregnate her. No, but somebody. no, but he but he thought it was a pot. Like you think the first thing he'd be like, no, I was on the pill. There's no way I have a son with her. Well, the pill is not always 100 percent effective. But, but in, in the, the future, future, it would be. It would be like future pill. A little robot that eats your sperms before they come out. You know, I don't know. And then it burps and goes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jake is an inventor. <laughs> Let me just put this robot in your nutsack, mate. <laughs> no, what you really need because there's so That's many. There's so many sperm. You'd actually need like 
little squadrons of <laughs> tiny robots that like it's like no here comes another batch go 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 I'm going down like Yikes. honestly though like it just war in your nuts you know it should really be <laughs> that's like the title of this episode Gattaca by Spy Men I'm sure they they don't because of uh, con problems what happened yeah. in Gattaca. That was the one where all the kids were genetically engineered, and if you weren't, if you were a naturally born child, then, Killer. then you were a uh, an outcast for, yep, yep. for being inferior. What was the sterilization part? There was no. no I was just saying, like, oh, I'm like, just always like all like there would like you wouldn't yes. even, you wouldn't even bang for babies. Like you would just you would just go to a place and be like, yeah, here's some jizz, here's some egg. Salads and scrambled eggs. Kelsey Grammer whips up a baby for you. Oh no! Oh no! Um, Oh dear, dear. But yeah, I'm sure there's like concerns about eugenics and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. So like, Ernie Bach. Who? Diamond Bach. Why do you keep calling him? Because Ernie Bach Jr. Ernie Bach Jr. It's a local. We've got it. Ernie Bach Jr. Everything you're looking for. He sells cars. What kind yeah. of cars? Just various yeah. used cars. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> really new car. He owns a bunch of car dealerships. Yeah. He's a big trumper. Yeah. Um, oh, he gross. Pl- I saw him play. So I went to a um, <laughs> Christopher Guest was okay. being was being awarded an honorary doctorate from Berkeley, yeah. Boston mm. Berkeley Berkeley College of Music. And they were having like a big event for it and they were going to be doing Spinal Tap stuff and, and Christopher Guest was going to perform as part of it. So I was like, I love Spinal Tap. I love you Christopher do. Guest. So I'm going to go watch the thing. Ten four. And the Spinal and like and then and then they made this whole big deal. It's like, you know, I was like, uh, they're like, yeah, Christopher Guest is here. And we have another special guest that will be revealed later in the program. Like, oh my God, you know, it's it's going to be Harry Shearer or, you know, it's going to be one of the other band members. It's going to be fucking awesome. And then it's like, and our special guest is Ernie Bach Jr. Well, they couldn't get Al Caprilli in that day? And so like, so yeah. So Ernie Bach Jr. was, was performing with Christopher Guest for the Spinal Tap thing. And I was bummed out. But then I later got to see actual Spinal Tap with the with the original cast. That's cool. That's pretty That's good. awesome. Uh, I haven't watched that in a This is going to be a really age. short episode. We have nothing left to talk about. Dan, I'm going to have to leave you in want, all the... I know you have to leave in everything. We should talk more about the Catholic Church, we really. We should. See, I told you we should talk more about that. You no, know, I went I went, and I, I, I got my first communion. Instead of saying amen like you're fucking supposed to, I said, thank you. You said, <laughs> you said yeah, sure, whatever. I always thought I crossed myself the wrong way. Because, <laughs> like, are you supposed to... But I always thought you were supposed to go up, down, right, left. I thought it was left, right, left, but I, I don't know if wrong. there's a... Maybe they're it's, both... It's, um... Yeah, left, right. I do I left, right. Pretty sure but it's I left, don't right. Know if, I don't know either. I don't know if... Who the fuck gives a shit? Honestly, I mean, I don't, uh, they don't Jesus, have, okay? They don't Jesus really teach gives you a shit. No, that's true. Oh, man. Because Catholicism doesn't want you thinking. Yeah. I complained. I was complaining one day to my to my brother about that because he and I are all. I, I went to nine years of Catholic school and are both now atheists. Yeah, which is how it works. Yeah, Catholicism creates more atheists, agnostics, and Protestants than it does Catholics. Yeah, and I was talking one day about how you know the the you know. The actual education, like the religious education, because I don't remember learning any of religion no, in in Catholic school. And I said, you know what they should have done is taught you all of the religions. 
Mm. So that it would, so that you would know anything about any of the well, any of the that's other more religions. like a theology. Yeah, yeah. but well, also they, they don't want you to know those things because they don't want you to think you have options. They want you to choose. Yeah, well, it's not about big te- It's really they not about care. teaching you about religion. It's about yeah. indoctrinating you into that religion. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I just remember I went when I went to college. And in one of my classes, there was a Sikh kid. And I just remember, like, looking, look, he was the really nice kid. And you were like, are you Osama? No, and I just remember being like, <laughs> oh my god. I know, I know nothing about the Sikh religion. I, I literally have no idea what you believe. Yeah, no, I, think I, I don't actually pacifists. know anything. Of, I don't I know. That's about all I know about Sikhs I learned well, more so. about... Also, they don't ever cut their hair. That's mostly why they got the turban, is because they can, like, wrap it up. Yeah, I, I I learned way more about religion in like ninth grade world history, mm-hmm. and even then it was mostly just about the schisms within the Catholic Church, leading the various Protestant denominations. We did a little bit on Buddhism. Most of what I know about religion is like stuff that my mom told me because she has she has all these religious conspiracy theories. Ooh, so tell so, us so you know what mom's conspiracy. So you know there well, is. I already told you about the Ark. The Ark of the Covenant, which actually still weeks ago, makes, which is kind I, of a that's fun one, believable, honestly. Uh, she, she's all into the. She, she's told me all about the um, the the apocryphal gospels. Oh, those are fun. Which are like there's some good shit. Supposedly, in there. other gospels that were she says, or that I guess the conspiracy is that they were written contemporaneously with the other gospels, but were suppressed by the popes, like the Book of Mary, like the Book of Mary. I think there's a, a gospel of. Thomas or something? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. At the very least, I mean, it may have just been biblical fan fiction, but I mean, that, that that it is true that there are other Gospels, and it was ultimately, at some point, the church sat down and said, okay, which of yeah, these what count? Are, yeah, what and they the, picked the four they like picked. like the Council of Nicaea or something like and that. And then they edited the crap out of Oh, them. goodness, yes. But yeah, so that's... We're going to take out so, this yeah, part where Jesus had sex I'm, with but lots I'm of like, you know, we're okay, out. We're going to take out the part where Jesus had a, had a wife... And turn it into he got crucified instead. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I have no doubt that. But the thing is, I would say that all of it is heavily edited, right? You know. That, oh sure. That it was basically it was written. I mean, for a long time it wasn't even really written. It was. No, that's true. You know, it was told, told and there were sure I'm sure there were scribed versions of it, but you know, but no one, the, no one else the King, read. the King James version was like the first one that was popularized, and that was really written to support the particular point of view of King James. And, yeah. You know, and you know, sort of the Protestant view of things. So, who knows, man? Mm. And then of course there's the Joseph Smith edition. <laughs> With a lot more sci-fi. Um, <laughs> really, it's the religion of, of this. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I was gonna try and make a fucking sci-fi joke. I got nothing. I mean, you nailed it. <laughs> he went to space, had a wife. Went to sp- had a had a Native American wife, I believe, as part of it. Went uh, left Earth. Is this Mormonism or yeah, this is, Scientology? This is, more, this is Mormon. I can't tell the Scientology. Difference. Scientology doesn't have Jesus. <laughs> this is actually this is that episode where uh, Kirk. Thought he was a Native American and was <laughs> so happy. I don't know a ton about the the Book of Mormon, but my limited understanding, and again, this is like the same thing as Scientology, which I know very, I know what I've seen from internet videos, which is so you know they're right. Jesus after after read the resurrection, Jesus left the Middle East, came to America, yep. married a Native American woman, accurate, sired some children. <laughs> You're like, yep, tracks. And then ascended, but not to heaven, to another planet called Cobalt. 
where he is still king today. Oh, but specifically the Native American woman, I think. Was her... Sacagawea, and that's why she's on the coins. No, no, but the Miramani. specific... The, spe- <laughs> the specific tribe was actually descended from one of the lost tribes of Israel, ah. which somehow found its way to North America, even though transatlantic ships really didn't exist yet. Yeah, and, that, uh, works. that all works fine. And they Transport integrated with the locals. And... Well, they probably, there was probably a second, like Noah built one ark and then mm. they built another ark. There we go. And they just got blown way off course and landed in, in America. That, okay, so I can actually tie this into Star Trek. There's a really, so in the edition of the motion picture soundtrack that I own, there's a whole second disc with all kinds of really interesting stuff. And one of the things is an interview Gene Roddenberry did where he was making fun of network notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he came up with what he feels like the network notes would have been for the Bible uh, and one of the only not re- believable enough. Yeah, and like one of the only things I remember from it was he's like, hmm, not sure about this Noah's Ark thing. Not enough characters suggest fleet of arcs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll have to try to dig that that's up. Good. And, that's who wrote really? this? Roddenberry. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. No, and there's this thing. I think I mentioned it before, but that's the same disc where he's got the whole like Roddenberry interviews Mark Leonard in character as Sarek. And asks him about, like, Spock's upbringing and stuff. Oh, I whipped him every day. I'll, tr- I'll, I'll try to find it. I forget what else is on there. Make fun of him because he's half human. I think they, uh, <laughs> I think there's a bit where he talks to D. Kelly, but he not in case, he's just... With kittens? Does he, is he holding a, whole, a handful of kittens? I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's audio only, so... Mm. Yeah. You can tell the kittens are there, though. Oh, yeah. In your heart, you know it. <laughs> All right, we've probably padded this enough, Yeah, this right? is padded enough. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone off on religion for a while. Uh, well, we got back to Star Trek in the end. I mean, to TOS, but it's closer than we had been for a while. Well, we have very, very little TNG yeah, to do. I mean, so next, yeah, week, shit. Next week we'll talk about the two penultimate episodes of yeah. Star Trek: The Next Generation, Emergence, Emergence. See, I wonder if there'll be an emergency. Yeah, and preemptive. Strike. Oh. Preemptive strike. Oh, shit. Ooh, somebody didn't pull out. Was it Jean-Luc Picard? Well, clearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and those are it. And then after that, it's all good things, the finale. So shit, uh, we're that's getting, crazy. We're coming up on the end, folks. So, not, uh, not, much, not much less left for our top and bottom lists. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So next week should be interesting, I think. I mean, I, I honestly can't remember a thing about Emergence. Preemptive Strike, I know, is a Rolaire Ro episode. So okay. That's, that's oh, thank that. God. I miss Rose. Uh, um, is she in any of the movies? No, she's. Boom! Being... That's too bad. Her her conclusion in Preemptive Strike explains why I think. Because she's pregnant. Because she's pregnant with Jean Luc's baby. But we Jason. will we Jason. will see that random yellow shirt woman at least through first contact. Mm. She, the, she's the one the, with the short black hair. Yeah, the short haired lady that kind of looks kind of looks. 80s. Very Annie Lennox-ish. Yeah, a little bit. Um, she's been appearing in the, the background for a while. She's now. always on the bridge, just yeah. hanging around, or in 10 forward. She's, yeah. just a, she's just a background actor that's but distinctive. She's, and yeah. she's, been in, she's been in the show for like several seasons. Yeah, she's just always there. But she's, she never had a line. She's basically think. the Lieutenant Leslie. Equi- it's the closest mm. thing TNG has to Lieutenant Leslie. Yes. But she doesn't die and come back. No, yeah. no. But I, mean, I think, I looked her up once, I think the last we see of her is in First Contact. 
Yeah, she's definitely on the bridge in First Contact. I know that. I've seen. Yeah. That. Nice continuity. Yeah. Um, she probably got assimilated in that movie. Nah, no, she's she's fine. Yikes. She's fine. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, so that's coming up next time. Again, that's Emergence and Preemptive Strike. So we hope you'll join us for that. Until then... Please join us. We're sorry about this episode, but yeah, look what we had to work yeah, with. Yeah, we'll get better. All good things will be great. <laughs> so, you, you know, if you really want, you can with. skip next week, too. If you really just want to get to the... But the, there's the, the meat and potatoes. Now, listen, listen every week, because it's great, and you love us. Until then, though, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and... Not iTunes, but the other Apple, and on Google, and any other podcast medium that you have. Probably. Someone, a podcast I'm listening to keeps telling people to download their thing on Stitch. Oh, yeah, I've heard of I thought it was, is it Stitch or Stitcher? I thought it was Stitcher, but maybe Sure, Stitch. Stitcher. Are we on that one? I don't know. I don't think so. I think you'd have to say that. So, somebody let us know if we're on that. <laughs> we'll try to find out. But uh, if we're not... If we're not on there, don't go there. Or go there for other podcasts. Oh, well, they never that... answer us when we ask these questions. I know. We would have jerks. To, I think you have to set it up. I don't know. Have people been giving us reviews on Apple? I don't know if reviews exist anymore now that it's Apple I think they Apple do. I think, I think the ones from iTunes transferred over. Good. Give oh. us more. We yeah, love you. Write, write us a good one. The five star or two. A bunch of you apparently loved Rick Berman is Made of Lies. That has like the most listens I think it's just because you made fun of Rick Berman in the title I know that's clearly all just listens by Rick Berman (laughs) he angrily he has a Google a Google alert on himself (laughs) someone's making fun of me on the internet (laughs) hi Rick I'd say we love you but we don't you're a creepy creepy man he is he sure is but you know he's a creepy fucking you know me too kind of jackass he did kind of save Star Trek, I think. So yeah, but then he ran it into the ground. He did yeah. run it into the ground. So, but I, uh, so there's like that part of me that's like, yeah, I'm kind of glad he exists, but I'm also kind of like, like glad it's him. Yeah, like Roddenberry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at least Roddenberry had the excuse of like, it was the 60s. Like, yeah, Rick Berman was, was like, was let's make it like the 60s. <sighs> anyway, so that's coming up. Uh, so yeah, although, oh yeah, also Twitter, Tumblr, SSHB Podcast. Also, dot com and on Facebook, you can find us. You can send us a tweet and a link. Send us a link to your podcast, and we'll not probably listen to it unless it's interesting. I don't know. I might. Maybe. You know, we maybe can, we can like each other on the SoundCloud. Yeah. I just started listening to the Babysitters Club. Oh, Club. It's also great. next week we're gonna do a LARP. This is, a, this is we're just announcing this now. No, nah, we're not really going to do a lot. <laughs> what is going so where are you on? going with this? Because you're not consulting any of us. I like how he looked around at us like, guys, this is going to be good. You got it? You were ready? We're having a LARP. Guys. That's just his face. He always looks like that. <laughs> okay, we're not, we're not having a LARP. But I'm sowing, the, I'm sowing the seeds of the idea so that maybe one day we'll do a LARP. I think that'd be fun. Oh, no. Oh, I don't think any of us could. Actually, Chris is, de- is not terrible at acting in character. Uh, yeah, Chris will have Just be Henry Higgins. You'll I'm be fine. We'll do script. lower decks. We'll do lower decks. No, we'll be are. the assholes of the ship. I could do that. <laughs> we'll be the yeah. lowest decks. That could be the name of our alarm. <laughs> the lowest decks. <laughs> ah, Johnny flushed a big floater again. <laughs> uh, Can we take this uh, out? Yeah, sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, is that God or does Worf have worms? <laughs>
Jesus Christ. Is this episode of our podcast done yet? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. My name what has is been Jake. <laughs> this has been Chris. What the actual hell? This has been Ames. <laughs> this is Caitlin. Don't blame us. Blame the episodes. No, this one was our fault, though. But... Well.